0: Radio. Welcome to the True Crime Truckers Podcast. This podcast deals with true crime and subjects such as rape, murder, and sexual assault. This podcast may not be suitable for younger listeners, so listener discretion is advised. My conscience doesn't bother me like a lot of these inmates you talk to here in this institution. A lot of them have nightmares about what they did. Wayne Williams didn't kill anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. I sleep good. was not tried for most of the Atlanta child murders, including that of Curtis Walker, aged 13, whose body was dumped into Atlanta's South River in 1981. But Walker's death prompted the Atlanta police and the FBI to conduct surveillance at the Atlanta bridges. In a September 1986 issue of American magazine Spin, journalists Robert Ketting and Barry Michael Cooper reported that the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, who had been conducting a secret investigation into potential involvement of the Ku Klux Klan in the crimes, in tandem to that of the Special Task Force on Missing and Murdered Children, discovered members of the group may have been involved in the murder of victim Luby Jeter, and may have been linked to the murders of 14 others. Allegedly, a family of Klan's members living outside of Atlanta, had hoped to ignite a race war in Atlanta, and attempted to recruit others for this purpose. Charles T. Sanders, a narcotics dealer and recruiter for the group, was said to have told criminal informant that he intended on killing Jetter several weeks before his body was found. After Jetter had backed a go-kart into his car, Sanders allegedly told the informant, quote, I'm going to kill that black bastard. I'm going to strangle him with my dick. Unquote. shortly thereafter, Sanders' brother Don was recorded telling another clan member that he was going out to look for quote, another little boy. Unquote. Additionally, Charles Sanders was said to have a scar matching a description given by an eyewitness who reported seeing Jedder enter the car of a white man with a quote, jagged scar on his neck and a dog with similar hair to that found on Jedder and the other victims' bodies. The article reported that in 1981, members of the GBI and officials and other law enforcement agencies opted to close their investigation and seal their findings, before a handwritten transcript of a conversation between Klan's members regarding Jetter's murder was sent out anonymously to Lynn Watley in 1985, an attorney who was then representing Wayne Williams. At a 1991 hearing on Williams' request for a new trial, wherein he was represented by attorneys Alan Dershowitz, William Kunstler, and Bobby Lee Cook. Investigators from both Atlanta and Georgia law enforcement agencies testified that they had little to no knowledge of the GBI's investigation. At the same hearing, an informant for the GBI reported that in 1981, Charles Sanders had admitted to killing Jedder while Whitaker was wearing a concealed microphone. Williams had maintained his innocence from the beginning and claimed that Atlanta officials covered up evidence of a KKK involvement in the killings to avoid a race war in the city. His lawyers have said that the conviction was, quote, profound miscarriage of justice that has kept an innocent man incarcerated for the majority of his adult life and allowed the real killers to go free, unquote. In contrast, Joseph Drawlett, who prosecuted Williams at trial, has stood by Williams' convictions. He has emphasized that after Williams was arrested, quote, the murders stopped and there has been nothing since, unquote. Other observers have criticized the thoroughness of the investigation and the validity of its conclusions. The author James Baldwin, in his essay, The Evidence of Things Not Seen, from 1985, raised the question about Williams' guilt. Members of his community and several of the victim's parents did not believe that Williams, the son of two professional teachers, could have killed so many. In the late 1990s, Williams filed a habeas corpus petition and requested a retrial. Butts County Superior Court Judge Hal Craig denied his appeal. Georgia Attorney General Thurbert Baker said that, quote, although this does not end the appeal process, I am pleased with the results in the habeas case, unquote, and that his office will, quote, continue to do everything possible to uphold the conviction, unquote. On May 6, 2005, DeKalb County Police Chief Lewis Graham ordered the reopening of the murder cases of four boys killed in that county between February and May of 1981, whose deaths had been attributed to Williams. The announcement was welcomed by the relatives of some victims, who said that they believed the wrong man was blamed for many of the murders. Graham, who was serving as an assistant police chief in the neighboring Fulton County at the time of the murders, said his decision to reopen the case was driven solely by his belief in Williams' innocence. Former DeKalb County Sheriff Sidney Dorsey, who was an Atlanta homicide detective at the time, also said that he believed Williams was wrongly blamed for the murders. Quote, if they arrested a white guy, he said, there would have been riots across the U.S., unquote. Dorsey is serving a life sentence after being convicted of ordering the murder of his election opponent, Derwin Brown. Fulton County authorities have not reopened any of the cases under their jurisdiction. FBI profiler John E. Douglas wrote in his book Mindhunter that in his opinion, quote, forensic and behavioral evidence points conclusively to Wayne Williams as the killer of 11 young men in Atlanta, unquote. He added, however, that he believed that there was, quote, no strong evidence linking him to all or even most of the deaths and disappearances of children in that city between 1979 and 1981, unquote. In 2007, FBI performed DNA tests on two human hairs found on one of the victims. The mitochondrial DNA sequence in the hairs would eliminate 99.5% of persons and 98% of African American persons by not matching their DNA, but they matched Williams' DNA. DNA testing was performed in 2010 on scalp hairs found on the body of 11-year-old victim Patrick Balthazar. While the results were not firmly conclusive, the DNA sequence found appears in only 29 of 1,148 African-American hair samples in the FBI database, including that of Williams. The Balthazar case was included among 10 additional victims presented to the jury at Williams' trial, although he was never charged in any of those cases. Dog hairs found on Balthazar's body were tested in 2007 by the Genetics Laboratory at the University of California, Davis, School of Veterinary Medicine, which found a DNA sequence also present in the Williams family German Shepherd. However, the director of the laboratory, Elizabeth Wickham, said that while the results were, quote, fairly significant, they were not conclusive. Only mitochondrial DNA was tested, which, unlike nuclear DNA, cannot be shown to be unique to one dog. The report said the hairs on the body contain the same DNA sequence as Williams' dog, a DNA sequence that occurs in about 1 in 100 dogs. The FBI report stated that Wayne Williams cannot be excluded as a suspect in the case. A Department of Justice study released in April of 2015 concluded that numerous hair analyses conducted by the FBI examiners during the 1980s and 1990s, quote, may have failed to meet professional standards, unquote. Defense attorney Lynn Watley immediately announced that the report would form the basis for a new appeal, but prosecutors responded that hair evidence played only a minor role in Williams' conviction. On March 21, 2019, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms and Atlanta Police Chief Erica Shields announced that officials would retest evidence from the murders, which will be gathered by the Atlanta Police Department, Fulton County District Attorney's Office, and Georgia Bureau of Investigation. In a news conference, Mayor Bottoms said, quote, it may be that there is nothing left to be tested, but I do think history will judge us by our actions and we will be able to say that we tried. Unquote. As of twenty twenty, Wayne Williams continues to maintain his innocence. Williams is serving his sentence at Telfair State Prison. On november twentieth, twenty nineteen, Williams was again denied parole. He will next be eligible for parole in November of twenty twenty seven. The Atlanta child murders are a dark stain on the city and the state of Georgia. In the span of just under two years, 25 children and five adults were murdered, and it felt like no one was doing anything about it. The arrest and conviction of Wayne Williams was and remains controversial. In my opinion, I believe that Wayne Williams was responsible for some but not all of the 28 murders associated with the Atlanta child murders. I also believe it is almost certain that he committed the murders of the children from which they found fiber evidence. The fact that they found multiple kinds of fibers that matched fibers in Williams' home and vehicles, including the ultra-rare green trilobal carpet fibers, is more than coincidence. Plus, there is a fact that most people don't take into consideration. That being the fact that serial killers, unless they go after sex workers, tend to murder within their own ethnic groups. One exception to that would be Dahmer. That brings me to the theory that the killings were racially motivated. Now this is a very touchy subject, but in my opinion, I find this theory highly unlikely. That is not to say that some of the murders could not have been hate crimes. I'll just pose this question and let you decide. During the murders, the black community was certain it was being perpetrated by the KKK. And at that time, the black community was a tight-knit one in Atlanta. So do you think that a white man could lure black children to come with him willingly? Or if they were taken by force, That it would go unnoticed. Now there is definitely a strong possibility that some of these murders were copycat crimes, made to look like the others. This would not be the first time that this has occurred, and I'd say that there's a strong possibility that this is the case with some of these crimes. My final thought on this case is this. After Wayne Williams was arrested, the murders stopped. Is this just coincidence? I'll let you decide. As always, you can contact me at truecrimetruckerpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com or join the Facebook group at True Crime Trucker Podcast Group. You can also join Age of Radio's Facebook group at Addicted to Podcasting. This is a group dedicated to the show hosts and fans of Age of Radio shows. You can also visit my website at www.ageofradio.org slash truckers slash There you can browse the bazaar where you can purchase items from our wonderful sponsors as well as browse other shows on the Age of Radio Syndicate. You can also find me on Instagram at michael.prit81 I will return in two weeks with another case to present. So until then, stay safe.